Hello, welcome to the Honest War Gamer. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to Stream Sheet Day 423. Ignore the Twitch chat. It's all <laughs> it's how I start my day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I, yes, correct everyone. I've stole Adam Troke's outfit. Thank you. Uh, in preparation for tonight, I've decided to dress the same. Uh, <laughs> hello to all you wonderful people in the Twitch chat. Propagation, Bobham. Uh, winner Dave, Will Dockerall, sorry again, Ryzen Motarian, Gypsy Danger, Scott B, Diadrin, um, uh, what's up, thanks Duck Guts, hello everyone, welcome to the show. Today's show, I'm going to be discussing the lists from the uh, Return to Thunder Tome, um, uh, <laughs> uh, or the Thunder Tome event being run by Owen this weekend. We're not doing the coverage this weekend because I just simply have too much stuff to do. Uh, we've got the venue to sort, we've got event packs to do, um, I've got event planning and a bunch of other stuff. Like It's just too much with the Super Series uh, not long away. Uh, so unfortunately we won't be doing the coverage. But the lists are very interesting things to look through because of how the tournament's been set up because there's a comp pack in place for the tournament. So that's one of the things that we're going to be looking through. I want to say a massive thank you to all of you, obviously, for tuning in before we get started. I want to thank all my podcast homies for staying hydrated and loving their life. And I also want to thank all the thugs and gangsters over in the YouTube comments. Uh, get wild, get crazy. When Scrivo doesn't upload the right files, I want to see you guys get in pretty gnarly. Uh, love you all. You're all terrifying individuals. Uh, hey, Matt Readiness. Hey, Dan, the great gamer Khan. Hope you're well. Um, uh, <laughs> hello, Diadrin, I guess. Um, uh, Lies, we're both wonderful and brilliant. Rhapsody Blue, you are. Uh, <sighs> anyway, right, let's talk, let's, let's talk through this. So, um, uh, I'll quickly bring up... Have I got a shot of it for you guys to see? No, I haven't. Let me, let me tell you what's going on. So, there's a two-day TTS event uh, this weekend a bit run by Owen. And he's put in like some restrictions, specifically like a hard slash uh, soft comp system. So effectively, if your army is really good, it gets 200 points less. If your army is really bad, it gets 200 points more. So 2,200 for the uh, armies perceived to be not very good, 2,000 points for the armies in the middle, and then the good armies, uh, they only get 1,800 points. Yeah, so um, uh, it's gonna be it's going to be fascinating. Uh, looking through this and the data is actually really interesting so um what if you're really really bad you're still unfortunately in the 2200 point bracket uh, and also it's um, the great thank you for pointing out also no named characters um and then no allies so that really changes it up i quite like no named characters no allies i'm just gonna point that out there like i get on the back of a pretty prodigious year for Games Workshop, kicking out some amazing named characters. Uh, we've got Croak, we've got Kragnos, you know, we've got Fatacross, uh, obviously that's not his name, Gortos Oscolian. We've had some amazing centerpiece models that have been named. Um, uh, the Gargants didn't have any name. They had Whalebite, didn't they? Is he a named character? No, I don't think so. So yeah, no named characters, I think, is also pretty key. And I think I would like to see tournaments just with no named characters. I think that that would be really fun. I think that's like, I think the 2200, 2800 point system may be a little bit polarizing for some people, but I think a lot of people can definitely get behind the no name character sort of uh, situation. Uh, personally, um, sad times, no Scar Bloodwrath. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, are Gobble Blues a name character? They're not actually characters, are they? Which is why you can take loads of them. Uh, hey, Mandollies. Army composition in Oz was what would be an actual army for race faction in question. A certain craft lords and Eldar would have particular aspect warriors. Dire Avengers more common in some, in others Dark Reapers. 
army comp was higher for more themeless and adhered to to the backgrounds as mandolin. So interesting. It's been a thing that's happened time and time again. Obviously, I think one of the things about um, <laughs> wait is Rob advocating cop? How dare he? The hobby police will be after him soon. I think what's nice is giving gamers the options. There's an event where you have no-name characters and there's an event where you have named characters and you get to have fun based on that. I think that's what's really interesting. So uh, I'm willing to talk about that. Also, I'd like you all to know that I've definitely done something to my spine. I'm not sure what it is. Can't really turn much. Um, and so also not slept. So uh, like this, uh, this, could be, this could be interesting. Uh, but I love you all. Thanks for being here. Uh, we'll also be live again tonight for the 40k reaction stream, whatever time that's going to be. Some other time. It's going to be nice. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I just slept funny. Two, three days ago, I woke up and I couldn't turn. And I don't know what it is. And it's not like a trap nerve. It's something lower. So anyway, uh, shout out to Bobbin, who's getting his um, uh, vaccination today. Love you. Um, and did I injure my spine fighting Adam Troke for his shirt? I want you to know that this is a much nicer shirt than Adam Troke's shirt. I just want to point that out. Just don't want to go there. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. Let's look at let's look at um, uh, these lists, shall we? Uh, and let's look at some of the information. So let me just bring this up uh, in the chat for you guys to see. Right here we go. Right. So. Stream Street Day One. <laughs> Fuck you all, Twitch chat. Fuck you all. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Neil says, joke aside, I agree. Comp allows you to create a more fun event for the less competitive players. I think what it does is, like, and this is kind of like something that I've been like very serious about for the past couple of months now. Comp, no comp, competitive edge, not competitive edge, balance, not balance. Like, you know, we talked about with the Jakari stuff. We've talked about it with Age of Sigmar time again. What I really want is people to have fun at the weekends. It's all I care about now. That's my driving force. And if, if it's comp that makes people have more fun, then that's cool. If it's aircon that makes people have fun, that's cool. If it's hour breaks or getting up, starting events at 10 a.m., that's cool. What do players, what's more fun for players? That's what I give a fuck about. Um, and so that's what I care about. Right, so. Looking at the comp system, oh, I've got this up. Uh, let me just quickly talk about the, the stats, because I think the stats are pretty interesting in this one. So let's go to this. So uh, in, let me tell you what, what you can take. If you are a rubbish army, so according to Owen, these are Beasts of Chaos, Blades of Corn, Bone Splitters, Flesh Eater Quartz, Bloomspite Gits, Night Haunt, Hedonites of Slash, and Sylvaneth, you can take 2,200 points. If you are a bad guy, that is Daughters of Cain, Disciples of Zinch, Fire Slayers, Ironeth Deepkin, Carriage and Overlords, Lumineth Realm Lords, Ogre Moor Tribes, and Seraphon. You can only have 1,800 points. Yeah? Uh... <laughs> then, level two. <laughs> hey, did you all enjoy me being live yesterday for the uh, reveal for the boxed games and then again for the 40k show? So, effectively, arguably live twice yesterday as part of a continuing series of days of being live for over 423 days. Let's just talk about that. Let's talk about the two shows I did yesterday where you were all present for. Um, anyway. Uh... <laughs> right, does, does that count? It does count, because I've done days when we didn't do a street show because we were doing live coverage. Anyway, like, it's fine. Um, 
yeah, I did know what would happen. And that's that makes it more fun, if anything. Right, so then in the 2,000-point category, Cities of Sigmar, Big Wild, Iron Jaws, Legion of Grief, Magikin and Nurgle, Oceart Bone Reapers, Skaven, Slaves of Darkness, Sons of Behemoth, and Stormcast Eternals. Thank you to Ghost Run Nero for the subscription. That's awesome. All the way through to June. Big love to you. Thanks, everyone, for subscribing and being here. Um... <laughs> Right, so I guess the question to you guys, and you guys can see it on the screen now with the faction breakdown, is what did you expect to happen? So I, I think going into it, I expected the people to the people who could have more toys take more toys. And that seems to have been basically the situation, pretty much. Yeah, and the people who weren't allowed as many points, not allowed, uh, they wouldn't bring as many of those armies. Some of those who we would have seen as very, like, very dominant before, for instance, Zinch, we always see a lot of zinch and as you can see here uh i don't think we have any zinch uh i'm pretty certain yeah i checked so there is no zinch so at 1800 points in fact actually the highest rated bad guy army so the highest rated bad guy army so seraphon there were three three seraphon armies at this event um at 1800 points the most popular army is cities of sigmar still at 2000 points then you've got Corn, five armies of those at 2,200 points, so uh, they're allowed more. And then it's pretty much all 2,200 points. So Corn at five, then Bone Splitters and Flesh Eater Courts at four armies apiece. So again, 2,200 points. Uh, there was a restriction on the amount of duplicates sent the Great. Um, we won't be streaming this tourney, no, I'm sorry, I've just got, I've just got too much to do. Um, so we won't be doing it. Like it'll, I'm sure like Owen will talk about it on Monday, it'll be really cool to catch up on it. We just don't have time. Uh, so uh, sorry about that guys um and then we've got gits and you know i would it's just it's just too much uh then we've got gits and seraphon both uh three armies apiece um uh so and uh, sorry git sorry uh, three armies and they're at 2200 and then finally sinesh with another three instances with 2200 and in fact most of the armies um who got given extra points uh really they got to they they brought most of those, like Sylvaneth example, there's two Sylvaneth armies again in that two thousand two hundred points. So it generally looks like it generally looks like in this situation that if you allow people to have more points, they'll take it over having a more powerful army. And I think um <laughs> I love you Twitch Jack. <laughs> never never ever cut me an inch of slack. Not a fucking inch. Yeah. Because I'll run with it. Not an inch. Yeah. Love you all. Right. So it seemed that um, the YouTube thugs won't. So you guys don't either. Right. So it seems like if you have got more points to play with, people are going to run that, which I find interesting. What I think is a swing point here is Cities of Sigmar being the most popular army at 2,000 points. Cities of Sigmar can build some very, very competitive armies, but also some very fun armies at 2,000 points. So I think... Caesar Sigma is probably the most exciting battle term to kind of create armies out of because you've just got such a breadth of units and you've got such a variety of playstyles that you want to run around with. Um, and so ultimately, I would see why that was maybe the most popular, sticking at 2,000 points, and then everyone else just seeing how many extra toys they can fit in. Also, Caesar Sigma don't use named characters, almost never have named characters in them. They don't care. So again, I think that that works really well into Caesar Sigma. Um, Rise of Mortarion, a 400 point gap is huge I agree with you Yeah, I agree with you, I think that 400 point gap and that's what's so interesting, right? How are our three Seraphon players with 1800 points gonna do versus our Corn army with 2000 points and our Bone Splitters army with 2200 points it's gonna be interesting um, 
<laughs> Mandoli says Swedish comp back in the day changed point values. Unfortunately, they made a mistake making Beastmen have giant Scorgons, Sargons, 100 points. They finally found a cheap, as useful chaff. Right. I think what this is, and that Owen has done so well as well. So shout out to Owen. And I would love to know YouTube comments, Twitch chat comments, like, or just tweet at us how you feel. I think this is such a nice way of dealing with the comp conversation for everyone without it being too granular. Like, without it being too fucky, right? I think that that's really key. Like, obviously, the 40k community at the minute are in uproar about Drakari, and I think that that's super fair, right? Like, whereas, you know, if you just docked them 100 points at tournaments at the minute and be like, let's see how they do for the next four months at 1,900 points. If they still smash it, like, you're in a good spot. Like, it's really easy to kind of, like, you just reduce the number, the pool from what they can choose from. And I think it's just a nice elegant without going in and doing tailored attacks because lots of that space. I, I like it anyway. Big fan. I'm just going to say that. On this war game, the Seraphon players in the Hammer Time chat seem fine with 1800 points. They swapped the Crooknado for a Slan. Tavi said he felt fine at 1300. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole conversation there. What's interesting is Daughters of Cain are also in that 1800 bracket, and I'd be fascinated to see how those lists go. Um,. I just play more ogres because I like the fat boys. It's super, super fly Jimmy Snooker. I'm shy, so it's really no consequence to me how good they are. Thinking of pouring myself out, uh, though, so I can fudge the stats. That's it. If you're not very good and you love your army, just tank the stats, man. Just go zero to five. Yeah, be my, be my, my friend Collaroo. Yeah, he just wants a zero five world eater, so they never, they just get more buffs, not nerfs. That's his plan. That's his tactic. I think it works. Um, uh, I'm tempted to go back and find when I suggested this and you shit all over the idea, says Zip Zap Rap. Go for it. Go back for it. Um, uh, and if I did, I apologize. Yeah. And again, I'm not suggesting this is a world thing. I'm not saying everyone in the world should do this. I'm just saying it's a nice idea for this event. That's what I'm saying. Do it want to be the thing that we do worldwide? I don't agree. I don't think that that's the case. But it allows TOs around the world to do that. If you're a TO and you're like, I want to make my event more fun for my players. Here you go. Um, I would love to, Neil. We'll do that. 100% we'll do that at some point. Um, did anyone complain about their army only being at 1800? Doubt it. Uh, AOS is chill compared to 40k anyway. Ah, I think 40k is chill, man. Like, I just think, like, again, some leadership is super valuable. It's always valuable, right? Nate Sigma community's just got some, like, lunatics. Nathan Prescott, like, Dan Sway, yeah, Owen Jackson. Like you're not like you're not messing about with those boys. They're just having a they're having an adventure. Yeah, they're only here for the jokes. So <laughs> Right, okay, let's look through some of the lists, shall we? And see what you think. Although I would like to know what your thoughts are generally. I think the best part of this is non name characters. In no easy Yeah, I think the no name characters is probably more important. Like I would like to see two thousand point tournaments with no name characters, I think. Just regular we're playing two thousand points and no name characters. Um I think that would be cool. Uh, the risk comes for players at the top tables and those at the bottom. The top players may be able to absorb a few hundred point deficit, but will disproportionately impact the mid and bottom tables and constrain their faction choices. Shelf loathing, I think I... Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Who are you trying to impact, I think? I, I think ultimately, though, like so having uh, a, let's call them, like a more casual gamer with an 1800 point Seraphon army takes away giving a bazooka to a baby. I think that that's a valuable choice for us as a community, just be like, like, hello, I'm new, and it's like, cool, here's a bazooka. It just doesn't make any sense. You just say, cool, 
you're you're running the army, you're really like, yeah, I like this. Like, and they're not just winning by happenstance without really knowing what's going on. Why? Who do you think no named impacts characters the most? Chaos, hundred percent. Kairos, Archeon. We saw that build so much. Bellacore, also really important as well. Obviously, Seraphon, Croak, and the Croaknado. But we've seen a whole bunch of lists. That I don't think you'll need the Croaknado. I just think it's nice that it's it, it's like you have the Skink smashing it, the Salamander smashing it. You have all those uh, buffs doing really, really well, and then by happenstance you have a Croaknado on top. Whereas, like I think, I think it really, really, really affects um, Chaos, the whole Grand Alliance, like whichever you run in. And then I guess um, uh, Warhammer Rob says OBR. I guess because of the Catacross build. Uh, ultimately, but I think there's a lot of builds that aren't cat across. Although we did see in the stat center that Mortis Praetorians generally does better than anyone else. Um, uh, more, no repeat choice for Seraphon is more castrating than any other limit, says Forgive. Yeah, I think maybe the, the combination of those comps is really important as well. Um, uh, Banning the Magoth Lords also really kicks the deck on the team. <laughs> it's true. Those three Magoth Lords, I'm sick of seeing them on the table. I don't know about anyone else. I'm sick of seeing the Horticulate Slimux builds and all of the Magoth Lords. If anything, they've been too prevalent in the meta. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of seeing them on those tables. Um, uh, I wish I could try Croaknado, but you can't buy a Vortex anywhere. Gorkamorka, there's some 3D printed ones you can buy, man. Go on Etsy. 100%. Uh, Age of Senmar says, Ineth without Volty. You think that? I think there's some, there's some decent builds without Volty. I just think... Yeah, I, that's fine. I understand what you're saying. Uh, people, I kind of like the rule of three. Uh, it should be a core thing. That's an interesting take as well. Uh, don't forget Epidemius. <laughs> yeah, get <it> wrong. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> sick of it. Do you know, I'm sick of seeing Pusco or Blight Lords as well. Sick of seeing them in the lists. They're everywhere. They're just, there's just too many. There's just too many, is what I'm going to say. Um... You just don't know how the Stormcast players would cope without Gardas and his boss one to hit. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> right, let's look through some of these lists. Um, and if, again, if you just missed it, City's the most popular, Corn in five, Bone Split is in FVC in f with four armies each. They're at 2,200 points. Corn with five armies is at 2,200. Gits um, uh, at three, along with Sinesh with 2,200. And then Seraphon at 1,800. So uh, let's just go through this. Corn first off. Uh, by Alan Joins, this is a hot take. Um, that he's got the Blood Secretor, the Slaughter Priest, another Slaughter Priest. He's got the Fly of Blood Warriors, the 210 Blood Reavers. Then he's thrown in, this is crazy, for a thousand points here. Well, a thousand, one hundred and twenty. Two units of six Varangard uh, in there. And then it's all in Gore Pilgrims and the two Chaos War Shrines. So obviously them having the safe darkness keyword and being in Corn, um, he's going to be able to do a lot of work with them. I really like that. And again, that's Corn with 2,200 points. So able to get... Um, Alan and his bloody loopholes. Since I got some... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so that's basically putting a slaves to darkness army inside a corn army. Um, Sent the great. Thank you for subscribing and gifting a gift subscription in the chat. That's so awesome of you. Thank you. Um, uh, Wolfen Studios. Batting characters. What are the heat night players going to do with that shellaxi? <laughs> that one attack. That one spear attack. How will they ever live? Um, you know, if someone uh, FAQ'd Shalaxi, no, just a community comment, they were like, Shalaxi, two attacks on a spear. I'd be like, cool, man. Cool. Like, <laughs> zero, zero pushback. 
Uh, I'll, I'll go tweet it later. We'll see. We'll see how we do later. Um, <laughs> um, Shelf Loathing says, no name characters what I play already. I want my army to be mine, not Marathi's or Volturnus's. Shelf Loathing, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. Uh, right, Alexander Ford with his Osiarch. So Osiarch's in that 2000 bracket. Not anything we haven't seen before. Uh, but of course, without named characters, we've got Leech Cavalos, Immortals and Bone Shaper, another Bone Shaper, and then he's got 19 more Tech Guard and two Harvesters and the Shield Corpse. So again, all those points taken out from having Catacross. I think one of the things for some of these players is going to be interesting seeing not having something like Catacross in that list, like how much of a point sinks was he and how much they enjoy having the additional like 40 more Tech Guard in that list, I guess is the real question. Um, uh, so then you, here's the Sinesh list and this is wild when you read the Sinesh list don't forget there's an additional 200 points in this list Keeper of Secrets Contorted Epitome alright fair enough or Epitome 10 Hellstriders with uh, Hellscourges 2 units of 5 Hellstriders 2 units of 10 Slick Blades the Seeker Cavalcade the, t the Battalion and then Mesmerizing mir Mirror and an extra Command Point like that's doesn't sound like a lot, like when you think about it like that. It's like we really like that's an army. It's like actually, it's an extra two hundred points to that army. So that's pretty nuts. Uh, Asura is running in the name of Scar Bloodwrath because he can't be taken. A bloodthirster of incessant rage. A bloodthirster of infested fury. So this is Baleful Lords. So a load of bloodthirsters. A bloodthirster of incessant rage. Bloodsecrator and then the exalted greater demon of corn. Three lots of ten blood readers, and it's all in tyrants of blood. So that's an additional two thousand. That's an additional two hundred points. That's a two thousand two hundred point army. Um, just being able to squeeze in uh, the exalted greater demon of corn, <laughs> which is pretty wild. <laughs> Charles Holland, my man, Colonel Cabbage, running a gav spawn with a doom ball. Now uh, these guys have got uh, an additional two hundred points as well. So he's been running this list fairly consistently. So the double doom ball and the great bray shaman. Uh, then he's got the two units of Volgors and the ten Ungor, and then he's got two units of ten uh, Bestigor. Sorry, then he's got those two Chaos Spawn, two lots of ten Ungor Raiders, and then two Gorgon uh, in the Brastis Spoilers and the Depraved Drove. So I've seen him run something very similar to this, so like he would have only been able to fit in. I think he's even run the double Gorgon. So I think maybe he's only been able to add in the, the Depraved Drove element and make it a two drop, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but he's run most of this before. Those two units of six Volgors I've seen him run. Um, and it's also 69 bodies. Very nice. Very nice cabbage. <laughs> right, Daniil. So this is a 2,000 point list. Um, uh, yeah, this is a... Yeah. <laughs> this is a 2,000 point list from Cities of Sigmar. He's got... A, so again, regular 2,000 points. Tempest Eye. We've seen this be the most successful competitively in the stat center. Uh, if you guys want to go back and watch the show from Monday... Cities of Sigmar, Tempest Eye, Celestial Hurricaneum, um, who's the general, then three, two lots of ten Iron Breakers, a unit of long beards, then two lots of ten Shadow Warriors, two single gyrocopters, two units of Ether Wings, and then two Arcanor Ironclads. Really suffers for bodies on the board. There's 170 17 wounds that isn't going to get them back. Um, I like the, the Tempest Eye with the plus one to wound. Um, I think is really interesting on all of their weapons. I think that's interesting on the ironclads, um, and then using the aether wings and the single gyrocopters to try and like control the board. But there is not a lot of bodies there, so uh, they're looking to do a lot of output ultimately from those ironclads. Then bone splitters, an additional two hundred points of bone splitters here, um, and then uh, you've got 
as Bone Splitter's players apparently like to do. An additional battalion. So Teeth Rock, Brutal Rock, Cop Rock. And then there's, there's two units of uh, Savage Big Stabbers. So that could be your extra 200 points there. And then it's five Savage Ball Boy Maniacs. Uh, two lots of 10 Savage Uruks. 30 Savage Uruks as a brick. 10 Savage Ball Boys as a brick as well. Uh, they normally come in fives. Then it's two War Docks. Um, uh, a Wurgog Prophet. Um, a Savage Big Boss another savage big boss as well so they don't normally run with name characters so there's no drama for them and just more bodies they generally tend to win by just having bodies anyway bone splitters and let's not forget they don't do very well anyway um damage output is their real problem as an army they can take damage because they've just got a lot of wounds because two wounds on the boys but really it's those inclusion those two units of savage big stabbers they're looking to he's looking to control all of the board space to make sure the big stabbers can do the work uh, ultimately Right, Diplom, Diplom Bandit is also running a Bone Splitters army. Um, he's got Savage Big Boss twice. He's got two War Docks and a War Good Prophet. And then he's gone for all the boys. So he's got those 230 Savage Uruk boys. He's got 10 Savage Boar boys, five Savage Boar boys. And then he's got eight Big Stabbers in one brick. And then double bro Brutal Ruck in there as well. So those, so he's a similar thing. He's got more bodies. He's not as MSUE. He can't control the board space quite as much. Um, but I mean, this pack generally runs into Bone Splitters quite nicely because they're happy. Uh, they take a multiple of units. They um, uh, they don't use name characters, uh, and they want more bodies on the board. So uh, eight big stab big stabbers is sexy. Love that. Another Bone Splitters list. There were three Bone Splitters. Did I miss this on the stats? Um, uh, so this is Bone Grins. So Savage Big Boss, two War Docks, and a Weird Knob. Thirty Savage Oryx, twenty Savage Oryx, two lots of five Boar Boys. Um, and then uh, it's a, I think this is cause Snagger Rock, Cop Rock, Brutal Rock. Is this the same list? Might be the same list. So I've talked about that already. Uh, which factions benefit suffer most from the name character rules? I said this before. I think it's Hamsfan. I think it's Chaos, ultimately. And you can just pick. It's the whole Grand Alliance. Bellacourt, Archeon, Kairos, uh, all being gone. It's pretty massive. Um, and mm, does it affect Corn? Not as much, I guess. Uh, right, okay, so Fli Philip Nika is running a Gloomspike Gits list, Jaws of Mork, with an additional 200 points. So he's got a Loon Boss and Giant Cave Squig. He's got a Loon Boss, Madcap Shaman, and a Fungoid Cave Shaman as well. He's got 40 Stabbers, two lots of 20 Stabbers. Then he's got two units of Sneaky Snufflers. He's got two units of 15 Boingrot Bounders that are 300 points each. And then he's got nine Rock Gut Trogos. And that is. And then he's also got the Battalion, the Moon Jumper Stampede, of course, Scuttle Tide. Pretty much the first 30 points on a Gits list. Um, but I would say, I would say that this is really, really good because uh, he's got all of the, he's got like three threats where normally you generally tend to have two threats in a gets list. So these two units of Boing Rocks can get sneaky snuffled up and do some really good work. The Rock Guts are going to tank some damage and uh, they're going to fight in the midfield, which is really good. And then you've got 40 Stabbers and two lots of 20 Stabbers. So you've got so many wounds in this army. It's wild. 219 wounds. You're going to be able to bring elements of those, um, uh, you're going to be able to bring those Boingrot Bounders back when they die. So you can send them off in kind of waves, use them to punch some stuff, get them snuffled up so they do a bunch of work, and then you can bring them back in the backfield. So I think that's really nice. Um, uh, and Colonel Cabbage, thank you. There seems to be a real horde matter in this event. The mean number of wounds is 149. So yes, uh, it looks like uh, basically you give people more points, they just take more bodies. Right? Um... Uh, so yeah, 
I would say that that's, uh, that's an interesting take. If you give people more points, what do they do with those more points? And this is the only example we've ever had of it. What do we think about it? And I think that's quite interesting. Um, <laughs> right, Greg Hogson with City Sigmar, Living City Army. He's got an anointed uh, on foot, who's the general. That means he's going to have some Phoenix Guard. Then he's got two Celestial Hurricanums, two Luminarchs of Heesh. Then he's got 20 Phoenix Guard, two lots of 10 Eternal Guard, two Celestar Ballisters. So he's looking to, I mean, this is super fun as a list. So you can leave this stuff to come off from the sides. He can do a double line of Luminarch Beam doing D3 Mortal Wounds across his opponents because they can kind of scout on six inches from the board edge. Uh, hello, everyone. Studio J7, big love to you. Um, I think it's less about the points, more about the limitation to units per three for pure battle. All right, Colonel Cabbage, appreciate that. Um, uh, but this is really cool. So then he's going to be able to do that line. He's going to be able to push the Phoenix Guard into the midboard. Um, he's going to be able to shoot this, the Hurricanums over the top, do more mortal wounds, and then the Ballisters to be able to do some shooting at the back. Not forgetting those Phoenix Guard, 320 points. There's 20 of them, but because obviously with that 4 DPR, they're really 40 wounds, um, bricking it off, which is quite nice. And then those Eternal Guard can just like set up shop at the back of the board, make a lemonade stand on those back objectives, and just kind of like enjoy themselves. Um, uh, I imagine this army is represented by image text figures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, uh, my man, forgive. Love this guy. Guglil. Oh, I can't say it. Guglelmo? Guglelmo? Oh, tell me how to say it, please forgive. Like, enunciate it for me. I'm so sorry I can't do it. Anyway, forgive in the chat. He's running Seraphon. So he's running 200 points less than you would for a match play event. 1,800 points. So he's got a slant. I saw a Scarf out on Carnosaur. He's got Stegodon with Skink Chief, who's such a bargain. With Cloak of Feathers and the Sky Street Bow. Love the Stegodon with Skink Chief. Really good. And a Skink Priest. Then he's got 10 Saurus Knights. So they're going to be able to get all of the bonuses from the Carnosaur there. Um, then he's got 10 Skinks. And then he's got the Shadow Strike Temple Host. So that's all in there. Then he's got 20 Skinks, 15 Chameleon Skinks, 3 Pterodon Riders. Another Skink Star Priest in there as well. That's 1,800 points. Um, now what's interesting about this is... You are not spending money on the Bellwin Vortex. You're not spending money on uh, maybe uh, the Spell Portal, which you might also spend as well. So that's already saving you like 130 points because you're not taking the Croaknado. Um, and you're also not taking the Astroth Banner Bearer as well. I don't think he's taken one. So really, you're saving like 300 points by not creating the Croaknado. Uh, and also, the Slan Starmaster is, is 60 points cheaper than Croak. So you kind of, by not having the Croaknado are already 300 points up, which is kind of cool. It's whether or not that's going to um, uh, push in. And also, like, let's talk about um, uh, let's talk about some of the, the strengths here. Like, we rarely see Pterodon Riders taken, but they're good. Ripidactyls also. It's not that Pterodon Raiders aren't taken all the time. They're just not taken all the time. And you can take Bricks of 12, Individuals of 3. They trade really nice. They're so cheap. They're 90 points for a flying unit that drops bombs and does mortal wounds. Like, they're good. Chameleon Skinks, obviously, too good. Um, 15 of them for 270 points. Incredible value. Um, but it's so nice to see that whatever nerfs we may eventually see to Seraphon, that they've got loads of ways that they can move their army around. Pterodon Riders still got play. Uh, they've still got a bunch of monsters. Stegodons are still pretty boss. So they've got a different playstyle that they can move into at any point. Um... Uh, so Semp the Great says, on the note of the stand, it's so less obnoxious due to not having Celestial Deliverance. I agree with you, Semp. Uh, that's uh, massively. 
Studio 7, I'm trying to learn AOS. This is super handy. Mainly been a 40k dude, but not great uh, at that. And also lose voices. <laughs> well, Studio J7, if you want, um, uh, our man Haywo, I'm, I'm going to shout him out because I haven't made any of those sorts of videos yet. Um, like, it's not like he makes a bunch of kind of get started videos, which are really valuable to watch through on YouTube if you want to go watch them. Uh, they give you a kind of good grounding on where some armies are. Where the things I talk about generally tend to be like where the meta is at, where it generally moves around. So unless you're kind of like caught up into that conversation, I guess it's a bit of a, a dunking in the deep end. Um, but like, thanks for listening. And it, it means a bunch to me. Thank you. Uh, because, yeah, like what we're really talking about is like the, the nuance of like moving 200 points around in the list, uh, which is fascinating for people like me in the Twitch chat and the YouTubers. Uh, and if it's interesting to you, I'm super happy. Like, it's really good. Uh, but like if I don't explain stuff enough please do ask questions I'd love to be able to uh, explain some of this stuff out but this is just years of having this conversation uh, time and time again so sometimes I forget like how immersed I am in it so hope I can help uh, Lord uh, Vlad uh, Hi Rob just joined what's the thing with these lists some are over 2k some are under no name characters yes uh, some are 2200 some are 2000 some are 1800 no name characters and you can't repeat you can't have more than three of the same unit I think it's Two of three, yeah. Uh, go big or be, go home. Okay. Well, I'll try to be a bit clearer. So Cities of Sigmar are the most popular army here, and they're running a Tempestai list. Tempestai is probably the most successful competitive list because you can produce some really good shooting armies out of it. Uh, normally, there's a bunch of different units that work really well, but they pretty much rely on uh, this command trait, Hawkeye, uh, which allows units within range to get plus one to wound, which is pretty massive on all those shooting units. They've also got command ability that allows you to run and shoot, and they also, first turn, they get additional movement. So you can take units that aren't traditionally fast, like Iron Drakes, and then you can make them run, have additional movement, and then still shoot with plus one to wound. So that's generally something we tend to see out of Tempest Eye, uh, and that's why they're so good and why people take them a lot. There are other armies that do really well as well out of Cities of Sigmar, but that's why you, what you have is you've got the core rules for Cities of Sigmar, and then you've got the sub-faction, which really lifts other units up. It's a nice linear piece of design, to quote my friend Vince, uh, and it works really nicely. Um, also, plus one save turn one is also pretty big because it stops you getting alphaed, and the alpha is where uh, an opponent runs at you with their army to try to smash you off the ball before you even get to play. Right, so he's got the Hurricaneum on Celestial Battle Mage, which is also a really important pick in Cities of Sigmar. We see it all the time because it's got a plus one to hit aura around it. So plus one to hit, plus one to wound for all of that shooting uh, really changes the maths pretty significantly. Then there's a Rune Lord, a Sorceress, uh, so a Dark Elf Sorceress, which is a great War Scroll spell, um, and then a Knight of Xeros, and then 20 Dark Shards, and then there you go, those 220 units of Iron Drakes, so they're 300 points apiece. Um, but they're really good, really, really good. And then 30 Phoenix Guard, which are incredible value at 420 points, and then 10 Shadow Warriors, and then they've got the Soul Screen Bridge. You see the bridge taken a lot in some armies, uh, because what they're able to do is take their whole army and then redeploy it somewhere on the board. So that kind of deals with the movement issue as well. Um, yeah, yeah, plus one hit from uh, Hurricaneum is amazing. Also, the Hurricaneum's got one of the best War Soul spells in the game, probably. Chain Lightning is really good for how the rest of this army plays. Like, it's very disruptive, and you kind of want to shut it down as much as you can. And then also, it's got like a great shooting attack on top. 280 points for the Hurricaneum is just brilliant. Like, it does, it does three things really well. It's a buff piece, which is excellent. It's a shooting unit, which is really good. And it's got a very, very potent spell. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good... It's weird that one of the scariest things is a... Uh, scary. It's probably not scary. But one of the most successful things in the game is a cart. <laughs> Some books on it. 
Uh, right, our man Hippie Chef. Whoop whoop. Uh, he's running Flesh Eater Courts. Uh, now, Hippie Chef um, and a bunch of other people have been running this thing, Studio J7, called a Smash Bat, uh, which is a buffed up Vargeist. Uh, so it takes us a bunch of different buffs and runs across the board and it just deletes stuff. So the, the, the Smash Bat or the, the, the Vargeist Tornado, whatever it's called, uh, and is in here as well. So uh, I'm pretty certain he's in here. There we go. Janice, that's who it is. The Vargolf Courtier with the bilious decanter. If you go back and listen to some other shows, you'll listen to that being talked about. Um, but he's got an abhorrent art region. Uh, he's got the crypt, uh, crypt Infernal Courtier. And then he's got um, another Vargolf Courtier as well. Then he's got three lots, two lots of Crypt Flayers, two units of Crypt Horrors, two units of Crypt Ghouls in the Double Royal Mordants Battalion. So he's got an additional 200 points there. Now we've seen... Now, we know that the win rate for Flesh Eater Courts is quite low. It sits around 40%. That's why it's got this additional 200 points. It gets shot off. What's interesting, if we just kind of have that conversation about the list we just talked about with Tempest Eye, it's going to do so much damage to this army at range that it's not going to do very well. Whereas, if you, what's clever about this is the double battalion means you've got lower drops. You get the choice to go first against the Tempest Eye list means you can just send the Smash Bat to just absolutely muller one of those units of Iron Drakes. Maybe go muller um, the character with the plus one to wound. Maybe go and smash up the Iron Drakes and also uh, the uh, Celestial Hurricane. But that's where that plus one to hit comes in. So, uh, sorry, that plus one save for Tempest Eye turn one is so successful and why we see it. Right, our man James Beden running Thunder Lizard Seraphon. Stay good on with Skink Chief. Skink Oracle on Troglodon. <coughs> Sorry, everyone. Mm. Uh. Um, uh, say the Honest Wargamer. Uh, What's Nick says, while on the new player topic, just want to say that watching the Honest Wargamer, HW, highly commentated. Do you mean HW? It's not us, maybe. Do you mean uh, uh, highly commentated and verbally annotated TTS barracks? It's fantastic. The videos out there on how to learn are all well and good. But you learn nothing from nuances on the Y, X, did Y from them. Are you talking about us, Watsnick? I hope that's us. That would be cool if it's us. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like, I'm glad. Uh, well, uh, when, uh, yeah, oh, thanks. Well, Watsnick, if it helps you and anyone else who wants to learn, obviously when Super Series is back and also when uh, not when Super Series is back, which is live coverage shows, for people who've never con uh, interacted with our content, we mainly do live coverage of events because I guess it's a lot like battle reports, but we have people who play the armies much better than I probably could play them or any of my co-hosts could play them, but we know what's going on and we can explain it out to the audience. I've always thought it's the best way to learn Warhammer because I'm watching someone who's really good. Like, I could never play um, uh, Iron Guts, uh, not Iron Guts, um, although Iron Guts, I mean, the Yetis, more importantly, the Ogre War Tribes, like we saw Stuart play the other day. Similarly, um, I think, uh, who was on the show? Um, was it Stephen Follows with his Zinch Archeon? Like, I just wouldn't have played as well as Stephen ever would have played. Like, because he's had months to practice and it goes really well. Like, the, I think the best way for us as a community to learn is watch someone who's good with their army play and then talk about why it plays that way and how it plays so well. You pick up loads of little tricks as well from how other people play, because if you watch me do battle reps, it's just my playstyle, and I'm quite a cagey castle army player. Like, I like a little castle, shooting out of it, throw some little units away. Like, I'm a jerk, right? Whereas, like, some other people play mega aggro, yeah, or they play, like, hyper-defensive, even more so than me. Like, watching Tony play at Sheffield Slaughter, where he's stringing units out, uh, and he's pretty much, like, a, the aficionado at that point, so this is Tony Moore. 
Um, like there's just some really good stuff. Like and again, I'll go back to the game between Mark Wildman and JJ. It was a really good conversational game where they were both giving each other options and then both not taking the worst option. Just wargaming is hard to really express, I think, in video format, other than watching people play a game and explaining what's going on. So I'm glad you're enjoying them. Um, and hopefully, loads of that coverage in the future uh, with events happening here at the TSN Arena and, uh, yeah, more to come. So uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Thanks, everyone. Um, uh, anyway, uh, just dropped a sub on your YouTube as well. Thank you. Uh, if you are leaving comments on the YouTube, though, be careful. The YouTube gang are... <sighs> I heard recent. I think they said recently they were, they were like targeting an orphanage. I don't know what the YouTube guys are up to. There's something dark. Like <laughs> anyway, I think there's like a protection racket being run by the. I don't know what they're doing. Anyway, um, uh, so let's look at this 1800 point Seraphon list here. Um, uh, yeah, me too. Studio J7, Armenia Twitch person. So Seraphon Thunder Lizard. Uh, Stegadon with Skin Chief, really, 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 really good. It's in Thunder Lizards as well, plus one wound on all these uh, models and units. Skink Aura or Corn Troglodon and the Saurus Old Blood on Carnosaur. So I expect to see, oh, I expect to see the Knights, but we didn't see them. Instead, we see three units of Saurus Warriors uh, in tens. Saurus Warriors, I wish they had two wounds. Like, I don't get why they don't, but like, anyway, 90 points. And then they've got a Stegadon. Then you've got the Razordon uh, Hunting Pack and a Bastilodon, and they've got Suncoil Temple Host and the Thunderquake Temple Host. Now, don't forget, all of these units are going to be minus one damage on most of those weapons. Not really that big a deal in Age of Sigmar compared to 40k, because there isn't like there are some damage to weapons, there's some damage D3 weapons, but it's not quite as prevalent as we generally see in 40k, so it doesn't come into uh, effect as much. And a lot of the major threats out there are just doing one damage multiple times. Um, uh, which is the kind of the major threat but like james has been running a lot of seraphon um uh here and so it's two drop list thanks t-man cash uh he's been running a lot of seraphon and i trust him to know what he's up to also let's talk about the raised on hunting pack we talk about salamanders a lot because they're super hyper efficient they came in at 80 points as well uh, when they first got released but then they went up to 110 raised on hunting packs are still sat there at 80 points a piece They've got all of the advantages that's, uh, that the razor, sorry, that the salamanders still had, where they basically got ablative wounds for the skink handlers. They've still got that four up armor save. They don't quite have the attack profile that they did, but it's just for like for th for two hundred and forty points. So yeah, two hundred forty points for three razordons. You're getting a lot of output. Like that's what I'm saying. Um, uh, thanks, James Bean. Oh, nice. Thanks, James Bean. I really expected to see the, uh, the not the Firelance Star Host in here, because I, I know you've been running that a lot, um, but nice to see you put the Suncaw in there instead. Uh, I think that's fun. And then also that um, uh, that double shooting Bastilodon with a solar engine is still just going to do so much work. I guess you're not generating tons of CP here, so like you're not like stacking that all into like double Bastilodon. I think maybe there's an issue. And then you've also got, I mean, you've still got great Skyship's bow is like really good like that's additional damage people don't really see that uh, and you've got fiery convocation uh, to also deal with hordes which is nice so i guess you've got like some elite output there um oh yes of course firelance isn't possible because you capped it too that's a really good point it's a really good point right so john keatley so he's running an additional 200 points of snesh in god seekers keeper secrets keeper secrets contorted epitome three lots of 10 demonettes and then uh double exalted chariots so two of those five seekers Two units of five Bliss Barbs, Seekers as well. So those are the Archer versions. And then Mesmerizing Mirror. Doesn't sound like a lot, uh, like, in addition. And I don't think it really is. Having run the Keepers of Secrets, they're nice. They're fast. Mm. 
if you can get them in, they're going to do some really solid work. But yeah, I mean, really, you're actually looking... The other armies, like Blades of Corn or Flesh Eat Quartz, giving them additional 200 points is like 200 points of value. Giving Sinesh 200 extra points is just really putting them on par with what a 2,000-point army should look like. <coughs> Thank you, Tokyo Nift. Hope you're all well. My voice is really going today, guys, so I'm really sorry about this. I don't want to cut it short, but I'm not sure I'm going to be able to talk for the rest. Really struggling today. We've done a lot of hours this week, haven't we? We've done an hour every day and then a couple of hours every evening, so... Right, so Gloomspite Gits, uh, they've got uh, an additional 200 points here. Um, day two game to us. <laughs> Adrian, when I see you, I'm going to give you the fucking biggest cuddle. Uh, <laughs> right, for good Cave Shaman twice. Uh, Loom Boss on Giant Cave Squig. Then he's got 60 Stabbers, another 60 Stabbers, 40 Shooters, definitely getting around that. Two lots of six Sneaky Snufflers, two lots of five Loom Smasher Fanatics, Five Spore Splatters, and then six Rockgut Trogoths in the Skulk Mob Horde. Right, this is cool, right? Those 60 Stabbers are just nails to deal with. Um, if they get the buffs on them, uh, then they're going to do a lot of damage. Uh, and they've got, so they can be Sneaky Snuffled and Spore Splattered as well, so an additional plus two attacks you can throw onto the 60 Shooters. In fact, you can double Sneaky Snuffler a unit of Stabbers because they don't give a fuck about the mortal wounds that you take. And you can add up with plus three attacks on those stabbers, doing a phenomenal amount of damage. Yeah. Um, where can I find uh, upcoming events in the arena? Uh, I'll find. Do you know what? I'll include a link in the show notes. Um, I'm going to post. If uh, so, Wolfen Studios. If you just check on our Twitter today, one of my jobs today is I'm going to post out all of our new events that are coming up, uh, and I'm going to put a link in. Um, so people can kind of permanently find them and I'll include them in the kind of stream notes so that'll be one of my things today so Wolfen Studios just keep our eye on our Twitter so the Honest Wargamer Twitter we're fine you can find us everywhere we've got a Facebook page and a Twitter but we generally tweet the most because um, we tweet to save lives that's kind of where we're at uh, right okay um, uh, safe safe <laughs> big safe <laughs> right, I like this list by the way like this is how like this is also this is rock hard Warhammer by the way this is 140 bodies in Grotz. And then you've got an additional uh, four MSU units of Loon Smashers. Or five, sorry. Two Loon Smashers. Two, well, one Loon Smashers, two Spore Splatters, some Sneaky Snufflers. And then you've got six Rock Got Trogos. It's a lot to move around. But I like that list. I really like that list. That's really good. Um, so then we've got Zhuka. Zhuka with his Corn Army. Uh, and he's got a Bloodthirster. Incessant Rage, he's running Reapers of Vengeance. He's got another Bloodthirster on Fetter Fury. Then he's got Wrath of Corn Bloodthirster, so we generally tend to see most of this combo before. Then he's got Slaughter Priest twice, of course. He's got a Blood Secretor. Then he's got 40 Blood Reavers, which we rarely see. Uh, then 10 Blood Reavers and two, 20, a big brick of 20 Blood Warriors, which is 40, 400 points. Not forgetting they fight on death, which I think is really nice. He's gone for that double battalion of Gore Pilgrims and Tyrants of Blood. One of the problems with Corn. Um, uh, yeah, I agree, Pete. One of the problems that you generally have with corn is that they fight. They they're slow, weirdly. They fight in the midfield. They don't they don't really alpha overly. So you have to trade off. Um, but what's nice about the blood warriors is obviously the fight on death. It's like a nice trade off. You can fight on an objective quite nicely. And they're also two wounds apiece with a four up save. So if you you know if you do bronze flesh them, that's a pretty phenomenal unit ultimately. Uh, Forty wounds with a three up save. So yeah. Uh, I, I like this list. I think it's really nice. And again, I think Corn just need more stuff on the board. 
uh, to enact, especially for like the MSU generating blood tides situation. And it's 237 wounds. Which one is it? Oh, the gr- Gits one. Yeah, 237 wounds, man. Yeah, agreed. Right, next one. Leo is doing another Gloom Spike Gits list. Uh, and this is Loon Boss on Mangler Squigs, Loon Boss on Giant Cave Squig, and a Web Spinner Shaman on Arachnorok, which we see a lot and is very, very good with that sneaky distraction spell. Then he's got those two units of 15 Boing Grots, um, and then he's got six Sneaky Snufflers as always, and then the Mangler Squigs in there as well, and he's running the Moon Jumper Stampede and the Moon Biter Squigalanche. He's also got those Squig Hoppers in there as well. So we've talked about this before, uh, buffing up those Boing Grots so they can do some good work, and then having the Web Spinner create some like debuff around him, and he's also a pretty potent wizard. It's a pretty good play. Um, I think this is really good. This isn't quite as taxing as the as the 140 grots list um but then because of that is a little bit more fragile uh ultimately uh, and those boing grots have got to do, they've got to carry a lot in this situation um and i think that's why i think i prefer the other one right time for a rest we're doing well <laughs> i think it's will do well i think so mm. right i'm an aldum so leonardo lopez so he's running Daughters of Cain, and he's running them at 1,800 points in Draichi Ganeth. He's got a Bloodrack Shrine. Uh, so he's got a Bloodrack Shrine in there. Let me just double-check something, guys. Right, we're all good. Um, Slaughter Queen of Conjuring Blood, Hag Queen of Bloodrack Medusa. Then he's got 30 Witch Elves, two lots, uh, 10 Witch Elves, and then 10 Bloodstalkers. Uh, and then uh, No Marathi, really important. There's No Marathi. And then five Canyon Light Shadowstalkers. Then he's got uh, both the Bloodrack Viper and the Heart of Fury. I think probably this is one of the armies that's most affected by no-name characters. Marathi, pretty pretty standard in these, I think. Um, so yeah, uh, it's nice seeing uh, like what else you can get in there without them. Um, and that Blood Rack Shrine for 160 points. It's very cheap. Arguably too cheap. Right, Tempest Eye. Whoop, whoop. Uh, with Cities of Sigmar, um, you've got a Rune Lord, Celestial Hurricaneum on Celestial Battle Mage, Sorceress, and an Engine Master with Engine Harness. So Tempest Eye, everything I said about Tempest Eye applies again. 20 Iron Drakes uh, in here. The Rune Lord is a general, which means all these Iron Drakes are battle line. 10 Long Beards, 10 Dread Spears, and then 10 Arkanaut Company as well. And then you've got two units of three Aether Wings and those Vanguard Raptors with Long Strike Crossbows, which we see a lot. And then an Ironclad and a Salt Screen Bridge. I don't know, does he need the bridge? I don't think he needs the bridge. He's got enough long range shooting to make people come to him, right? Um, and then the Aether Wings to stop the charge. I guess he could bridge everything and then block stuff up with the Aether Wings because they can counter charge. Uh, these events are for the uh, Thunder Tome event that's happening at the weekend uh, out now. Then Arman Math Mallow, he's running a Silver Death Army. They get 2,200 points. He's got Tree Lord Ancient, it's 260 points. Uh, an Arch Revenant, a Branch Wraith, and another Branch Wraith. Uh, uh, and then he's got 30 Dryads, two lots of 10 Dryads, two lots of five Tree Revenants, and then he's gone for those two units of six Kurnothi Hunters in the Forest Folk Battalion, and he's got that Spite Swarm Hive. So we know Math Mallow's been doing pretty well already with his Sylvaneth in Dreadwood. That teleport really key, and then being able to use the Spite Swarm Hive for the extra charge range is pretty much, you basically pick up six Hunters, and then you just throw them forward, and then you try and get the charge off. Uh, and then you give them the plus attacks from uh, the Arch Revenant. Uh, you don't get much more in this list, I guess. Um, I, think, I guess he's just trying to hold those back objectives uh, and looking for those extra extra points. Uh, then Matt Grace has got uh, a Fleshy Quartz list, which I can't read. 
I'm not reading that. <laughs> my trout. <laughs> like if it's not got, if it's not at least looking like this, I'm not reading it. Uh, Matt Trown, he's got he's got Snesh, so additional 200 points, so they're running 2,200. Uh, he's got Keeper of Secrets again, another Keeper of Secrets, uh, and he's got the Oil of Exaltation, which you see pretty much all the time. Um, and then he's got the Infernal Enrapturous as well, and then the Vice Leader. And he's got three lots of ten uh, Demonettes, ten Bliss Barb Seekers, um, and then uh, five... Seekers, five Bliss Bob Seekers, Supreme Cyberites, and the Mesmerizer Mirror. So all those characters in the Supreme Cyberites get the drops down, which I think is quite a nice little, nice little play. Um, not really much to say about this. Uh, the additional points could have been anywhere. There's five Bliss Bob Seekers taken as utility. The Supreme Cyberites Battalion, but I think he's built it around that. I think he's gone. I want the Supreme Cyberites Battalion first. So yeah. I mean, you literally could pick out any one thing, and that's what the 200 points were spent on. I don't think it's been able to change the structure of the list here um is this the first time the vice leader has ever been taken to a tournament maybe <laughs> right so uh mac crans with his living city list he's got a dread lord and bright dragon so this is a 2000 point list uh anointed Vasorian or frostheart phoenix and he's got three drake spawn chariots twice he's got those 23 guild guard with swords and shields and then 33 guild handgunners then he's got those two units of three kernoth hunters with great swords and then a gyrocopter uh, in the list. So Living City, don't forget these units when they come on, they can shoot and then they can move. So that Dreadlord and Back Dragon could do it because he's um, uh, I think he's got the repeater crossbow, so he can shoot and then move and you can throw him into your opponent. The Anointed of uh, Assyrian or Frostheart Phoenix doesn't, um, but he's got that minus one to wound aura that he can throw out as well. So he can protect like a big line of units. And uh, Drakesborn Chariots are going to do a bunch of, uh, bunch of shooting there. Uh, next up, Mitch with his Slaves to Darkness army, who are in 2,000 point category. <coughs> My throat is wrecked today, boys. I'm going to go get some uh, Horlicks or something. I don't know what cures it. I, I, I always drink honey in my tea now. Oh. Have done for a couple of years as a way to try and help the voice. It's always done pretty well. I guess just having an, enough cups of tea. That's what I think. Yeah, horsey throat. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Right. Slaves to Darkness, Mitch. Knights of the Empty Throne. He's doing the big brick. He's doing the big brick, and this is a really, really cool little, like, uh... <laughs> hey, Henry. Hope you're well, man. This is cool. So, the reason we don't normally see the nine Empty Throne Varagard with the Inescapable Doom, the Grasping Plate, and Keyword Nurgle that we see, we've seen it run at some tournaments, but... We always saw them go in the sword because Archeon can stick a character in the sword. In Knights of the Empty Throne, Varangard go from being uh, choices just in your army. They go to being characters. And then with a command trait, um, which you can't run away from, and then a six-inch piling because of Grasping Plate, that's why they're so strong. Now, with no Archeon, nine em Knights of the Empty Throne Varangard are horrific to deal with because they're going to have reroll saves from the Chaos Sorcerer Lord. Uh, on Manticore because of uh, Oracular Visions. Um, uh, they're also going to generate uh, damage too uh, on sixes to wound because they're inside their own aura for the Mark of Nurgle. They're really good, is what I'm trying to say. Um, and they're 840 points. Um, can we bet on lists? I want to bet Stonks on nine times Varangard. Yeah. Uh, there's also so there's also three lots of Chaos Warriors. 
uh, as battle line, um, one uh, all Mark Nurgle, and then there is, of course, two Chaos War Shrines and the Plague Touch Warband. The other thing, of course, um, just time to just roll sixes to hit. Um, uh, thank you very much, Pete. Loads of love. Appreciate that loads. Thank you. Um, there is one near me. Uh, Nik Nikita. So I love this list. Play Touch Warband, sixes to hit. Uh, when battalions go away, everyone's going to be very sad about that Play Touch Warband going away. Um, <laughs> uh, Nikita Petriov has got some stuff in here that's fleshy at courts, but I can't read it. So uh, Oliver Dempsey uh, is running My Dirty Mike and the Boys, which is a Sons of a Hemet list, uh, which is a Gatebreaker Mega Gargant, and then it's a Kraken Eater Mega Gargant, and it's two lots of three Man Crushers. Uh, I don't. Are we short something? No, that's right. Okay, interesting. Uh, and that's coming out of the Breaker Tribe. Okay, I don't really ever have much to say about Gargants. Like, they'll run forward, that's cool. Like, let's see how it goes. Uh, sure. <laughs> like, good luck, though. Good luck, Oliver. That's not me being uh, dismissive, I promise. I just don't have anything to say. You'll run forward and get on objectives or you won't. End convo. Uh, right, Orkman, uh, with his big war army. Uh, he's got a Mega Boss and War Crusher. He's got a Wurgog Prophet, two War Docks, and an Uruk War Chanter. Uh, and then he's got 30 Savage Uruks, 30 Savage Uruk Arrow Boys. Uh, and then five brutes, five savage boar boys, and ten savage or more boys. Doesn't have any of the allied grots we see him run before. Orkman's a bit of a savant, a bit like our man Stuart McCowan, so Iron Gutsman, a bit like most of the Twitch chat, like Tavi Game. There's a bunch of great people at this event, uh, and people who just know what they're about. Um, and uh, yeah, like he would know this list better than me, but I think, like, you know, if you're talking about those savage Uruk arrow boys. Um, and the Savage Oryx, that's a lot of wounds in this. It's 208 wounds for a big old DPS check. Uh, and then that Mega Boss and War Crusher getting buffed up to the high heavens um, will do some really good work, ultimately. Um, uh, no, it's your command points at 1940. Uh, who, who's done that? No, it's command points at 1940 from Oliver Dempsey. Going for that. Going for, <laughs> going for the triumph there. That's big plays. Well done. Big love on that. Um, uh, Tavi, we'll see how you feel about mine. Okay, let's go. So Ryan Agwis uh, is running a Sylvaneth army. Oh, man. Don't make me read it like this. An Ancient Spirit of Durthu, two Branch Race, Archrev, three times ten Dryads, two Colonel Sunters units that are sixes with scythes, and then Forest Folk. Okay, so not too different from what we saw from Math Mallow. I mean, having the Spirit of Durthu in there is cool. Um, another threat because I think that's one of the things Math Mallow's list doesn't have. He's got, I suppose he's got the 30 Dryads, which are they Spirit of Durthu versus the two units of Colonel Hunters. Um, and you're running Scythes, but Scythes generally seen, but you're not taking, you're taking Gnarl Root. Oh my god. No. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Right. <laughs> Sexual Asia Go. Uh, he's running a corn list with the Gortide. He's got a Bloodstoker, Slaughter Priest, Skull Grinder. Wow. Um, and then he's got a Blood Secretor, and then he's got, holy shit, 40 Blood Reavers, 40 Blood Reavers, 40 Blood Reavers. Oh, baby, let's go. Um, he's got Blood Secretor, nice. Because they, the, they still get the plus two attacks from Totem and from a Banner, because um, that's a lot. But then he's got two lots of five Blood Warriors, two lots of ten Wrathmongers for the additional attacks. Wow, so up to plus three attacks on the Blood Reavers, um, kicking them out. What's that? Do they have two base? So is that five each? Wow. Uh, in the Dark Feast and the Blood Forged. 
Nice. And he's also got the Hex Gorgeous Skulls. Um, oh, they got one base. Thank you. So four attacks per. I think it's plus four. Nice. So it's, it's plus one from Banner and also from a Totem. And then plus one from Wrathmongers is an additional three. And there's an additional one. Um, that's interesting. But, like, that's a lot of attacks coming out of those Blood Reavers. Like, a lot. I'm plus one from the Battalion. Thank you. Yeah, and 2 plus 10 Wrathmongers is big. Um, that's really big. That's fun. That's a lot of wounds. That's a lot of wounds as well, right? Like, 221 wounds in that list uh, in a double Battalion with the Hex Gorgeous Skulls as well. Um, uh, nice. Really like that. That would look amazing on the tabletop as well. Like, that will look cool as hell. Just like wave, just like a billion attacks. Really like that list. That's nice. Right, Stathis is running a Livid City list with a Nomad Prince. <laughs> okay. For people wondering why someone like Rob would be laughing about a Nomad Prince. Like, if the laughter doesn't tell the story, then I'm not explaining it out. But, um. <laughs> Well, the Celestial Hurricane of our Battle Mage, he's got 30 Dark Shards, two lots of tw two lots of 20 Sisters of the Watch. Okay, they have a Stand and Shoot reaction. It's um, a lot of shots. It's a lot of shots with the 30 Dark Shards included. Then the six Vanguard Raptors with Longstrike Crossbows and the three Aether Wings. And then another Hurricaneum. So uh, he's got two plus one to hit auras rocking around. Wow. Okay. Like, so really, if I can shoot you twice, army, it's going to do great. Um. <laughs> I mean, if having the Nomad Prince of the General allows him to take the Sisters of Watch's battle line. So he's like super points efficient there. Okay. Fascinated. Yes, Iron Gutsman. Um, Gluttons to the Electric Brugaloo. What? Flesh Eater Courts? <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, so he's running Feast Day with a Crypt Haunt Courtier, Vargolf Courtier, a Borrowing Gold King and Royal Terrorgeist, um, and then he's got the Borrowing Art Regent as well. He's got nine Crypt Horrors, six Crypt Horrors, ten Crypt Ghouls, six Crypt Flares, running Royal Mordants in Chalice of Ushran. Is this just... Nine Crypt Horrors is pretty unique. You don't really tend to see nine Crypt Horrors. And you can bring them back, right, because of the... Uh, the Art Regent? Not the Art Regent, the Courtier. Um... Uh, uh, what's everyone in the chat saying? Um, but that's crazy. That's really cool. Like I like that big brick in the center, big smash bat uh, as well. Um, <laughs> shut up, Tristan. <laughs> yeah, I like that list. I think there's probably more in that list that I'm not seeing. This is my anti bone splitter build. Is this just to chew through as many wounds as possible? Is that the plan? Just like just to pump them. Um, answer me that, uh, please. Tavi Gaines list has got a Seraphon Fangs of Sotek list with a Slan, Skink Star Priest, Skink Priest, and a Pterodon Chief. He's got 30 Skinks and 40 Skinks, 5 Saurus Guard to keep make sure Slan Starmaster stays alive. He's got 3 Salamanders, 6 Pterodon Riders, and 6 10 Chameleon Skinks, and then he's got the Bound Geminids of Ulguish. Well, let's talk about that. That's 1,800 points only, and it feels pretty competent. Got the Slan... So you can generate CP. Pterodon Chief is gonna has got that god dagger, so you can try and snipe a character out, uh, or even a monster. He's got the ten chameleon skinks, which will do great work. The Pteranon Riders with the Sunleech Bowlers will go mad because uh, the exploding sixes 
from the Star Priest um, uh, also affects not only their melee attacks, but also for some reason their Sunleech Blowlers, which sixes to hit explode into D6 hits, and then it sixes to wound, cause mortal wounds. Um, and the, uh, six Pterodon Riders is only 180 points, and why someone hasn't, as of yet, run 36 Pterodons, I don't know why, uh, but you can, and it's a list. Like we keep seeing what we keep seeing the bricks of forty buffed up with sixes to sixes do mortal wounds, but I just don't know why some people don't I know it's more efficient to do it on forty skinks, but it's pretty fun to do it on bricks of pterodon riders. Um so I'm excited for that. It you can see like where he's just lost a few points, but even look at that. Even the FAQ'd Salamander hunting pack at three thirty, even in like two hundred point short army, he's still got room or still thinks Tavi's still certain that he can Split the, fit those salamanders in, which are a horrific punch unit, and and he's just got that. He's even like, do you know, what? I'm still going to spend a hundred points to keep my stand alive with the Saurus Guard. So uh, hold my beer next tourney. I'll run for Pterodon. Yes, forgive. I want to see the Pterodon list, please. Um, Tumankash says uh, such a diverse bo- book. Honestly, once you remove Croak as an option, I agree with you loads. Um, uh, where is the Wood Elves? <laughs> They're not here. Iron Gutsman, can't this list just kill nine Varagard in a turn? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, because you can do it all from shooting as well. You don't have to get into combat with them and do the work that way. Uh, anyway. Right, lastly, Sons of Behemoth, uh, run by Thomas Waller. He's running Gatebreaker, Gatebreaker, Kraken, and three Man Crushers in a single unit. Um, he's got 1950 and hasn't decided to buy a command point. Looking for that cheeky, uh, looking for that cheeky point. Uh, Tiger Sloth's running the Corn Army with Chaos Lord and Karkadrak. Nice. Uh, who's the general and he's all buffed up. Another Chaos Lord and Kark. Safe start as Demon Prince, Mark Corn, which is cool. Uh, Slaughter Priest, Blood Secretor, and a Blood Soaker. Then he's got 20 Chaos Warriors with. Wow. Uh, and then another 20 Chaos Marauders. 10 Blood Reavers, 10 Blood Reavers. Two lots of. Oh, wait. Ten, five Chaos Knights, five Wrathmongers, Chaos War Shrine, Hex Gorgeous Skulls, and a Wrath Axe. So he's got a lot in there, hasn't he? There's. 20 Chaos Warriors at 360 points, re-rolling their saves in corn. It's quite a nice center. It's quite a nice center to build your list around. I don't really know where the output comes. I guess the Chaos Marauders? Guess. Chaos Cut Lord or Carcadrack can slap. Like, he can't slap whole units, but he can do some good work. He can do some good work. Right, finally, Skaven. Finally? No. Second to last. Uh, Skaven Tide, Tobias Schwartz. Skaven are at 2,000 points. And he's got a Warlock Bombardier, Warpseer at 320, and a Claw Lord. Um, the Bombardier is the general. And he's got those 20 Clan Rats twice, and then 40 Storm Vermin. Uh, 40 Storm Vermin are really nice. They're a bit tough to move around, but they're decent. Then 20 Squire Acolytes is an amazing unit, 20, 200 points. Then 12, 12 Warp Lodger's Ales is horrific with that extra command point. So more and more Warp Power on those guys. Uh, on the Scryer Acolytes, um, or on the Warlock Giselles, they're going to absolutely smash. So it's a big meaty wall in the Clan Rats. You've got a fighting unit in the Storm Vermin. You've got a good wizard in the Vermin or Warps here. Really like that list. I think that's really nice. And Skaven only on a 40% win rate at the minute, so they really need to like they need to find some way of playing, I think. Um, and then Will Potter. Whoop, whoop, go Will. Uh, last list of the day, another Bone Splitters. I didn't, I didn't see any. Oh, but there are four Bone Splitters armies. Uh, so he's got Big Boss, Prophet, Wardock, Wardock. And then he's got 20 Savage Uruk Araboys, 30 Savage Uruks, and then he's got another 30 Savage Uruks. So he's got a lot of fucking wounds in this list. Uh, 230 wounds. He's still got that Rogue Idol 
not forgetting that he's got 2,200 points. So the Rio Guido obviously can throw off and smash. He can take the midboard pretty heavily with those 60 wounds of Savage Urux, not including the 40 wounds of Savage Urux Araboys that are in there as well. And then he's still got five, uh, sorry, a unit of four big stabbers that he can just throw over the top and punch stuff with. So really strong, really strong. I really like reading the list without name characters, if I'm honest. I really like that vibe. I think it's pretty good. Um, so, uh, yeah, like, what do you all think? Give me a kind of, like, TLDR. I think one of the interesting things is not reading the name characters, I would say. What I find, I guess, quite interesting is reading the lists and not, like, you know, you're like, okay, these have got an extra 200 points. But it didn't seem to make lots of difference to some of the lists. Let's talk about the fact Nighthaunt have had no lists there with an additional 200 points. It's pretty bonkers. Uh, like, that's pretty bonkers. Like, almost everyone else did. In fact, yeah, everyone else in the 2,200-point category got a list, but no Nighthaunt with an additional 200 points. Um, uh, this whole event is a DPS check, says Colonel Cabbage. Yes, it definitely is. Can you do the damage in the output from some of your armies? Um, uh, no Bellacore book was so bad for Nighthaunt as well, says Forgive. I think that's fair. It's nice to see Rockguts pop up more with extra points for Gits. I think that's a fair point. I think Rockguts... Rockguts just need to be a little bit cheaper, like, for what they do. Because they don't... You can't really stack any... Like, the Rockguts are fine, but you can't stack any buffs on them, where other units are cheaper, and you can stack buffs on top. Um, and I guess that, that's kind of key. Like, there. Like, you don't really get to apply a lot of buffs to a lot of the Git stuff. You do, but where you can... That's where you're like really pigeonholed to. Um, it really doesn't seem like too much difference, Tristan. I think I, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I agree. Uh, my jackfoot will kill all turning off after saves. I hope. Says Potter tries to paint. All right, buddy. Like I'm excited about that. I want to see that happen. Um, there aren't many after damage saves here, though. There aren't any fire slayers at minus two hundred points. Um, there were no zinch list at minus two hundred points. No deepkin list at minus two hundred points. No Caradron Overlord armies at minus 200 points. No Lumineth Realm Lords, I think, without any named characters is really what the issue is there, but we're at minus 200 points. Only one... No. No more Tribes lists, were there? No more Tribes lists at minus 200 points. So there was one Daughters of Cain list, three Seraphon lists, with the only 1,800-point armies that turned up. Um, uh, Seventh the Great says, I'm a huge fan. This pretty much looks like a fun game's all over and less chance to uh, complete face rolls. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, Illumineth and no Teclis book is bad. I would, oh, although I would say, actually, Teclis... Teclis... We, we did the stat center, man. Teclis isn't doing well. Maybe people don't know how to play Illumineth very well, but Teclis isn't doing well. I think the Illumineth players need to readdress. They need to not build Teclian builds, I would argue. I think you want to see... I want to see no Teclis Illumineth lists. I think they're going to do better long-term. That's what I think. Um... Uh, no, the textbook with the new units. Oh, yes. Uh, well, I mean, even with the new Teclis book, I think you should take Teclis out of the Lumineth, is where I'm currently at at the minute. Um, uh, learn, train, play. Just if you've just joined us very quickly, uh, there are three tiers. Some of the books were allowed 2,200 point lists, some were allowed 2,000 points, and some were allowed 1,800 points, and those are the lists. I'll put the link to the list in the chat, and then I'll also um, get them fired off so the YouTube thugs don't come and murder me. Uh, into the YouTube comments and also into the podcast link as well. So if you guys want to check it out for yourselves, uh, right? I'm going. For, I'm going. I'm going. We're going. Uh, I appreciate you hanging out with me for lunch. It's been great on Stream Street Day 423 or whatever the hell it is. Um, 
season two. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, thank you to everyone on Patreon, the YouTube thugs, the podcast Hydro Homies. You guys are phenomenal. That's obviously good. Um, draw the thing. What do you mean draw the thing? Am I allowed to draw the thing? I don't know if I, I'm allowed to do the thing. Would everyone say I could? not so i can't i won't so um uh, don't forget to join us at 5 30 today 5 30 uk time so like three and a half hours four and a half hours whatever the math is on that uh for the 40k reveal stream uh from games workshop that's gonna be really fun um uh yeah it's gonna be hype we'll get really excited for that uh thank you to all of you thank you to just uh, thank you to everyone uh, like loads loads of love uh, well, tomorrow we'll be here and it's gonna be great love you love you all see you late see you later Thank you.